party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. We're in the Mothership Studio 22, the Puppet Master Mark driving us into the nether regions that are all things White House lockdown. Candice, the queen of the Ethiopian, shining like the golden sun. Herbert, the silent deer, looks on. Look of shock on his face, same as he made the day he was hit by the truck party foul Steve in the pub. And, of course, Sarah Gonzalez in the hot seat. The host of the News and Why It Matters, the moderator. <laughs> <laughs> And <clears throat> the host and owner of Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Boy, when I say White House lockdown. So Oof. the other day, Monday, uh, Trump, of course, was giving his press conference. And we were listening to it live. We were on our drive home from the studio. And I'm listening to it. And all of a sudden, you start hearing that. When you know those cameras are going off, I'm like, what? And I even made the comment. I said, good God, what are they taking a picture of? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they announced that Trump had, of course, left the podium. The Secret Service had pulled him off. Do you know what I heard on the ride in uh, uh, yesterday is that they were saying that there are certain media outlets out there, there are certain people out there, which it blows my mind anymore what anybody has to say when it comes to President Trump or just their interpretation of the world at large, that Trump set all that up. Stop. So a person got shot by the Secret Service, and they're saying Trump set all of that up as a stunt. How can he be such a like they they talk like he's such a stooge. He's he's such an idiot, yet he must be the biggest mastermind of all time to set up things like this. Which one is it that he can talk the Secret Service and here's what we're going to do. As soon as I see China virus, there's going to be a guy. <laughs> I mean, these are the same people in the day and age of digital cameras and stuff. They can't hit silent on the camera. Yeah. They don't have to make that noise. Freaking <laughs> morons. That's, that's Steve's takeaway. Yep. I don't think that's true, though. With those kind no, of cameras. Not those cameras. Those cameras? No. Not those cameras. They're not they're not they're not, di- they're not they're not digital cameras. They don't use digital cameras? Well, I mean they're well, not they like use digital cameras. Yes, but, it's but they're not like of. a like Chad said, the point and shoot yeah. little yeah. mini rectangles. I think it's the shutter clicking that it's you're hearing. Yeah. yeah. They gotta focus. They need to get a better camera. <laughs> and then the shutter. <laughs> My phone don't make a sound. Well, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, so beside the point of that, uh, <laughs> Steve, your brain works in a weird way, dude. I, I, I just can't we're believe that's your takeaway. talking about setting up the deal. He's talking about shutter clicks. <laughs> the camera. Them but, damn cameras are loud. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. See, that's about half the other people. Because here's the way to. Steve's brain works, right? So, like, I'm rolling on through stuff. Something clicked in Steve's brain while I was talking, and he stopped right there. (laughs) That's where he held on, and it was with the cameras. The cameras going off. So, he missed the whole it being a setup. Mm -hmm. He missed the whole Trump having power. No, I kind of referred back to that, saying that it was, you know, the same people. Anyway, did you see the one with the, was it Washington Post with the lady? uh, Yeah, I think it was Washington Post, the writer who said, bunker boy, you know, time to check the bunker. No. Or whatever. I'm like, you've got an active shooter outside the White House, and that's your takeaway? Right. Like, bitch, somebody needs to visit your bunker, because obviously nobody's (laughs) been in it in a long time. Somebody needs to get laid. I mean, how 
Jeez, I mean, it's ridiculous. It is. I mean, these people are just stupid. Well, I mean, he can't do, he can do nothing right in their eyes. It doesn't matter what he does. Yeah, I don't know. Do I seem rattled? I love that. That was great. (laughs) I I mean, kudos to him, though. Perfect answer. He came back, just just to to recap, I don't know if anyone missed it. Yeah. They ushered him away, and then he came back and, like, restarted the press conference yeah. because he had to interrupt I mean, it. Perfect answer. Absolutely. Right? He was never, I mean, you know, obviously, felt safe. But anyway. Hey, sadly, America's students, they're caught up in the politics of coronavirus, and their education is hanging in the balance. To support the next generation of freedom-loving Americans, Patriot Mobile's running a, quote, school days. I love it promotion until september 12th choose either a free phone or a free month of service when you switch to america's only conservative cell phone carrier patriot mobile plus instead of charging hidden fees and funding left-wing propaganda patriot mobile will donate a portion of your bill to students for life you're going to get the same reliable nationwide service and support It's a company that shares your values, supports our Constitution, and puts people before profits. Switching is very easy. You keep your phone, keep your phone number. You can bring your phone in. You can get you a new phone if that's what you want to do. Call 972-PATRIOT or visit patriotmobile.com slash Chad. You know, you can go to, you can use promo code Chad when you choose uh, a free month of service or get a free phone. That's a great deal. I love this company. Mm-hmm. Veterans and first responders, you're going to save even more. Go to nine, call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or visit patriotmobile.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. We'll be right back. So, Sarah, are you paying attention at all to stuff that's going on in, like, Australia and New Zealand right now? Yes. That's what happens. Let me just summarize real quick. That's what happens when they take your guns away. Uh, yes. It is insane. <coughs> you know, one of my mottos in life is bad logic eventually proves itself. Okay? I've been saying, and people keep going, oh, well, you, you people in America just love your guns. We're over. We don't have shootings in Australia. We don't have our shootings because they confiscated the guns. Yeah, we still have shotguns for farmers, you know, and for rifles for varmints and stuff like that if you need it. And I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you, there's far more issues than just public shootings yep. that are out there, and they're finding that out now mm-hmm. because they're. I mean, they're becoming. Anyway, we'll talk about that some more in a minute. So I came across, or Candace came across this thing and shared it with me, and I want to share it with everybody because I think it's, it's pretty strong here. Uh, I did my own abortion because Texas used COVID-19 as an excuse to shut down abortion clinics. Oh, here we go. This is in Cosmo. Lord help me. Cosmopolitan. Uh, she said, the day I found out I was pregnant, I saw all over <laughs> Facebook that Texas was going to be shutting down the clinics. I thought I'm not going to be able to have this abortion. Oh, poor yeah. thing. I thought that I didn't have a choice. You can't even get wire coat hangers anymore. I, <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> she says, I was going to have to just live with it. It was that all email inquiries go to Steve at watchchad.com. <laughs> It was very scary because I couldn't tell anybody. I was trying to get as many hours of work as I could. 
it was also scary because of everything going on. Everything was closed. I wasn't making enough money. Restaurants were giving me only 10 hours a week, so I couldn't make enough to support myself. I was scared I would get COVID-19 because I was pregnant. I didn't have a car, so I had to walk in the heat. No transportation, no work. I couldn't meet my basic needs. <clears throat> Abortion clinics were closed at the time, but the CPCs, the crisis pregnant centers, those were open. When I was making phone calls trying to see which clinics were open for abortion, they were the only ones who answered. They said, we don't do abortions, but you can get an ultrasound and we can talk to you about your choices. But they really only give you two choices, adoption or parenting. Those horrible, horrible choices. Oh, parenting. Oh, my gosh. Horrible. If you wait Ugh. until you can afford to have a baby, you'll never, you'll never have, have, a have a baby. I was definitely not going to do adoption because I was adopted and it just didn't go well. Oh. But I knew I couldn't raise my child at this time. They try to tell you, we're going to help you do this. We're going to help you do that. I had friends say they told them that, too. But once the baby was there, there was no help. So I was just scared, just thinking, I'm really going to have to have to, I'm going to have to give birth. I felt stuck. They just kept saying, when you do have the baby, I was, I was wondering, who am, I, who am I going to tell? Who am I going to get money from? How am I going to get my prenatal appointments? I was barely even able to make a two-hour bus ride to that CPC. Um, I started reaching out to anyone who could help me in a different state. A few years ago, I had an abortion in a clinic. I took the first pill in the clinic, the second one at home. <sighs> I reached out to someone who was out of state, uh, helped me the first time. They weren't going to be able to do anything this time, but said they could fly me out to a different Texas city or to a different state if the one in Texas closes to. Uh, so she goes on with more of that. My life is horrible because I apparently the one thing going right in her life is she's having sex maybe someone um, needs to teach her about you know the pill maybe someone needs, needs to teach her about what causes that pregnancy yeah mm. yeah uh so like i said i've had an abortion before so i know how it is if i had to go out of state who knows what state it was going to be i only have family in texas i wouldn't have had anywhere to stay i didn't have money for a hotel i could barely even get food for myself they found me an appointment at a clinic but then they asked do you want to go to that clinic or do you want to do it at home i said i'd do it at home Took two weeks for the pills to arrive. I'm pretty sure the mail was backed up because of COVID-19. This, this is a horrible story, guys. This is awful. Uh, so after a week, I asked them to send another package. While I was waiting for it, I was just thinking I'm only getting further and further along. It was so stressful. The people who sent them, uh, buy them outside the U.S. and send them to women who need them. First time I had an abortion, uh, I was eight weeks along. Eight weeks to ten weeks is actually a very big difference. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm. Apparently so. First time, it was not that bad. I was able to handle the pain, I guess. But the second time, it was so bad, I couldn't move. I had chills. My stomach was hurting. It was so bad, I, I brought my blanket into the restroom just so I could be next to the tub, be next to the toilet. I feel like this wouldn't have happened if I would have just gotten the help earlier. Oh, so the difference she was talking about was not for the baby, just for herself. Just for herself. Got it. And, and had it happened in a clinic, she would have been okay with it. But the fact that she had to abort her child into a toilet or the tub obviously makes the difference, right? right for because, her. Because either it's a clump of cells or it's not, mm -hmm. but whichever is more comfortable for her. Mm -hmm. uh, I was staying with a friend, and I didn't tell him anything about the pill. I remember my hair was all wet like I'd been in the bathtub. It's around 3 in the morning. I was crying. I was bleeding. I bled through three maxi pads. You're not supposed to bleed through more than two during a medical abortion. I was trying to take as much pain as I could, and I actually dealt with the pain for a good two hours. But then... I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't lie down. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't do anything. So that's when I decided to go to the emergency room, even though there were COVID-19 patients there. 
My friend took me. The hospital was not that far off, maybe five minutes, but it felt like the longest drive ever. My phone was dead, so I couldn't tell anybody I was there. I was just on my own during that time. I mean, this this story is just... I mean, this her phone grotesque. was dead. All the way down to her is, phone was this dead. This mean, horrible. Who, but do you, do you hear the victimization yes. in yes. this whole thing? Everything is about her. Yeah, everything, everything is... My life is just my... I mean, I didn't even have a charger for my phone to oh call anybody. The whole thing. This, the selfishness of abortion. But this, this is why I want to read this out, because this is written from the pro-abortion stance. Yes. Like, how dare Texas have shut down this thing? But you could see, and this is why I say, people say, you know, we, Chad, we, my body, my choice, la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, here's the thing. 98% of abortions are done for convenience mm-hmm. sake because you don't want to have the child. You don't want to deal with it. And this is a perfect example of that. So, when it, you know, if you got ears to hear, hear it. This person said, I'd forgotten my mask. Wasn't on my mind at all. I was nervous. Didn't want to touch anything. I think I was having a panic attack. Because I couldn't tell them that I was having a miscarriage. They were asking me what was wrong. Oh, she was ashamed? Yeah. Oh. What was needed, Hmm. I couldn't breathe because I was in shock. I just remember holding my stomach because it was hurting and I was crying. Because I was scared. I told them I'm bleeding and I was pregnant. Lost so much iron from bleeding that I passed out on the floor. I'm 4'11". I weigh about 98 pounds. I remember a receptionist told me to go put hand sanitizer on. I walked to get hand sanitizer, woke up on the floor. They put me in a wheelchair. It's kind of embarrassing. I was bleeding all over the wheelchair, all over the floor in the restroom. They gave me morphine for pain through an IV. I was on anesthesia because I guess they had to finish taking out whatever was left. So I was asleep. Then I woke up. I used the hospital phone. I was trying to get a hold of my mom or my brother or my sisters. I wasn't going to tell them what happened, but I did want to tell them I was in the hospital and they needed a change of clothes. I'd bled through my pants, didn't have extra clothes. I got a hold of my brother at 6.30 in the morning. He came to give me some clothes and stuff, but I couldn't have visitors. So he gave the front desk person uh, the clothes and they brought it to me. The baby's father gave me a ride home from the hospital, but I didn't tell him why I was there. No one knew about the abortion, which was sad, uh, but, which I was sad about, but still everyone was calling me asking, are you okay? My mom told other family members I was in the hospital, so they started blowing up my phone. My sisters and my tias, my tios, they started asking questions, so I told them. I don't know. I was asleep. They had me on all kinds of medicines. I didn't want to tell them anything because they're going to judge me. They wouldn't be supportive. I haven't told my friends either. To the politicians... Here we go. Who closed down the clinics? Abortion is a basic human right. Young ladies have the right to this. If they know what they want, they shouldn't have to wait longer because it can just make things worse. Oh, my God. So. Infuriating. Yeah, I'll just let you guys hold on to that one. Sounds like she was excited about all the attention she got from her family calling and checking on her. I mean, what a selfish bitch. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, everything, every single freaking thing she mentions is just about her. And by the way, what an idiotic thing to say when you admit that you've been adopted, but it didn't go well for me. Oh, really? Are you alive? Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that you at least got to become a- alive. You're in the world. Yeah, you're, you're not even 11, grateful for that. Eight pounds and nonstop you, complaining about your life. At least you, you got the right to do that. Right. I mean, to to not have the self awareness to say, at least I got a chance at life. I was adopted. Hey, and you know what? By the way, all of the things that I've had to go through in life have made me the person I am. Have built character. Have made me stronger. We're not supposed to think that these days. Oh, and remember, 
It didn't go well for me, but I called my mother to tell her I was in the hospital. Bingo. I called my tias and my tios. My brother brought I me a change my, of clothes. My brother brought me a change of clothes. I finally got them on the phone. Uh, yeah, so this is, this is what happens when your brain, when your mind, and the Bible talks about this, and I bring that up simply not to spiritualize this or make this a religious issue. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's a good way to describe it. It says, he, you know, God gave him over to a debased mind because our minds have gotten so perverted when we think about certain things. We, we have so lessened and cheapened human life at mm. every level Yes, that that's the mindset. It, I'm victimized by the politicians of Texas. Now, here she was. She said, just unpack this logic for a second. She said, they shut down the abortion clinics because of COVID-19. But then I went to the hospital, and what was she most scared of? COVID-19. So in one respect, you were glad they shut, you were unhappy they shut it down. But mm -hmm. what, I mean. It, and what she if didn't you, bring if her you mask. Had, would you not have been to, would you not have been afraid of COVID-19 had you gone to the abortion right. clinic? Right. She said, I didn't bring my mask. I thought I was going to have a panic attack. Right. I had to go get hand sanitizer. Yeah. Like, really, girl, that's, that's what you're worrying about. And all that family she had around her, I bet one of those family members would have took her and her child in, or at least the child in, mm -hmm. at birth. Well. Well, she had someone who was going to fund a flight to another <coughs> state and pay for an abortion. But it, nothing was considered about maybe, maybe I can just, like, have that funding go towards, I don't know, keeping the baby alive. Well, here's my question. My body, my choice, right? That's what she says. This is a basic human. Abortion is a basic human right. Well, nobody asked the baby right. about its basic human rights. Are his, you trying her. to say the baby is a human? Uh-huh. Huh. And so she did not leave. Now, you ask her, you say, what part of your body did you leave behind at that hospital? What part of your body did you leave behind at that hospital? Mm -hmm. Did you leave an arm? Did you nope. leave a liver? Nope. What, what, what is missing from you now that keeps you from functioning the way you did five years ago? Nothing. Nothing. You left another body there. Mm -hmm. So this basic human right stuff, and it's my body, and, and, and I should have that right to do that, is asinine horseshit when people start trying to use that kind of logic. Yeah. It is against the law for me to take, a, let's say, a hatchet or an axe and put my hand on a block and chop it off. You know where they put me? The mental institution? Yeah. They'd, 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 put me, they'd put me under surveillance. They'd put me somewhere where I could not hurt myself anymore. And I would, I would effectively be under arrest because I can't because I cut off part of my body. But what about my body, my choice? It's my body. I should be able to cut my arm off if I want, right? Mm -hmm. Why can't I do that? Because it's bullshit. That's the whole thing. That logic falls in on itself. It's a debased mind. Hey, people are getting evicted from their homes. I mean, it's their homes. It's their house. It's the one that they're paying the mortgage for. And a lot of people can't believe what's going on because they're the victim of home title fraud. It's a devastating crime. It can cost you your home. And home title fraud is not covered by insurance or common identity theft services. The only folks you can trust to protect your home's title is Home Title Lock. 
See, you got these cyber thieves out there. They go online, they discover the titles to your homes, which are kept online, and they forge your name on the deed, stating you sold your home to them. They refile as the new owner. They borrow a lot of money against it, and you don't even know you're a victim until the eviction notice shows up. Home Title Lock is going to put a virtual barrier around your home's title. The the instant they detect tampering, they're going to mobilize to shut that down. First things first, I want you to go to HomeTitleLock.com today or tonight. Register your address to see if you're already a victim. They'll tell you. Uh, You won't even know it, but they'll tell you. Then I want you to use code CHAD so that you will get 30 free days of protection. That's code CHAD when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. When we come back, we're going down under. Be right back. I want to remind everybody that Australia and New Zealand are two completely different countries. You know, it's amazing to me how many people like Sydney Watson, when she was on the show last week, we were laughing. We were out at dinner or something. And somebody made the comment about it was me. Well, you did do that. that you were joking about which I did matters. But it's, it was close enough. I know, but people think because they're right there. They're not the same country. They're not. They share water, though. They do. Um, they is- share water, but so do we in Mexico. <laughs> Close uh, so enough. Do, so do us in Canada. <laughs> um, so there's some. There were four new cases of COVID nineteen detected in New Zealand. Four uh, hundred. Four. Oh. The first reported case in the country has been seen in 102 days. So they they got some new ones, right? Right. Four. So they're like, we got to shut this shit down. <laughs> There's four. So Auckland, which, of course, is the capital. Isn't it the capital? I know it's the largest city. Auckland is the capital in New Zealand. Um, the, uh, the, uh, so they shut the sucker down, man. They put her in lockdown. Let me show you guys this video right here. Check it out. We will be asking Aucklanders to take swift action with us. As of 12 noon tomorrow, Wednesday, August 12th, We will be moving Auckland to level three restrictions for a period of three days until midnight on Friday. These three days will give us time to assess the situation, gather information, make sure we have widespread contact tracing so we can find out more about how this case arose and make decisions on how to respond to it once we have further information. We are asking people in Auckland to stay home to stop the spread. This means doing the simple things that you will already be familiar with to prevent picking up the virus or passing it on to others. First, act as if you have COVID and as if the people around you have COVID. At level three, you're asked to stay at home in your bubble other than for essential movements such as going to the supermarket or local recreation. In your bubble. I ain't, I still the shallow part of me is fascinated by these sign language people. I, they're so dramatic. I know. When they do it. You know? Did that not just start this year? It did. Thank you. It did. It, like I've never seen such drama. And now it's like and we're now- gonna take this to a whole new level. Yes! Like this is our moment to shine. Yes. Here we go, guys. It's so weird. We're gonna rub some personality funk on this. <laughs> 
And they do, man. They do. It's almost like watching a lead guitar player play. You ever watch them, you know, they, they can't play without the facial expressions yes. and stuff? So, boom, there they go, man. Oh, it's a trip. It is weird. Uh, but stay at home in your bubble. The New York one is still. In your bubble. Over um, four. Over four cases. Yeah. Um, this is some Gestapo stuff, man. <laughs> Mass gatherings across the rest of the country. They're going to be limited to 100 people with social distancing requirements in place. Got uh, uh, one more real quick one. Uh, take a look at this supermarket. There they go. They, uh, oh my gosh. He's, what in the world? Uh, people are, they're losing their freaking minds, man. You're trying to get in the supermarket, no out more. of the supermarket. Hold on. There's, this guy, he's, I don't know what he's doing. He's going to be no more toilet paper. Yeah. Do you know what, though? If you go back into a study when, like, Stalin came into power. And I got to go back and get my facts on this because somebody ran this across me and I got to go back and look this up. But, you know, when they started instituting communism in Russia, you know what there was? There was a toilet paper shortage. Really? Yeah. When all that stuff started going down, there was a mass toilet paper shortage. I got to go back and do the research on that. That's an interesting little fact. That is weird. Very, 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 very interesting. You take Um, the ability away from a man to wipe his own ass. (laughs) You got him. <laughs> I mean, I think they're still wiping, just not with toilet paper. They're just using their hands. Yeah. <laughs> just trust me, folks. There's things out there that'll kill you. There's a guy in New Mexico in his 20s. He died of a plague. Uh, as far as I know, he was the only one that had the plague. Uh, so it wasn't like a widespread, but it was a septicemic plague. Uh, the New Mexico Department of Health announced last week. Uh, yeah, Thanks. so he was hospitalized. They're checking his house. CDC identifies bubonic, pneumonic, and septicemic as the most common clinical forms of plague. So, look. So plague, it's not bubonic. Plagues will get you. Plagues will get you. Are y'all watching what's going on in Chicago? <laughs> I mean, you just, when you thought Chicago couldn't get any worse, right? <laughs> it's just nonstop. It's like Gotham. Up in there. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not COVID. It's a good way to put it. Lori Lightfoot, she can't get crime under control. You know why? Because she's a loser. Uh, she's a loser. She's a loser. You know, she looks like, she looks like the little, uh, uh, she looks like the, and like, I, people keep saying, you can't talk about her. She's a person of color. Okay, get, get the F over it. I'll tell you exactly. She looks like the butthole eyes lady. <laughs> From uh, the the little alien on Star Wars, you know what I'm talking about? <gasps> the little alien yes. that, that's like there when Princess Leia dies. Yes, you know the little butthole eyes. <laughs> Everybody keeps saying she looks like Beetlejuice when his head shrinks, and she does. But but she looks like butthole eyes alien butthole in Star Wars. <laughs> It looked like little sphincters. That's Chad that said that. Not even party foul Steve. I don't even so. care. She's got Pete Davidson eyes. <laughs> Pete Davidson butthole eyes. And Pete Davidson's white. So there you go. What about it? I'm an equal opportunity offender. I don't care. If you got butthole eyes, you got butthole eyes. People like to say, I don't have an upper lip. I don't. F you. <laughs> well. I just now noticed that. I don't. Don't have much of an upper lip. 
Uh, it's gone away. Our city was devastated by widespread looting and rioting, for which our mayor seemed totally unprepared. That's what Brian Hopkins, uh, who represents part of the uh, alderman that represents parts of the downtown area. Yeah, well. You think? Uh, nothing but rhetoric and blame is what he said. That's all she's offering. Mm -hmm. uh, let's take a look at uh, this video right here. No National Guard for Chicago. Check her out. I've been in contact with the governor. We, he and I spoke um, early this lies. morning um, so that I could brief him on what happened. Um, both of us believe this is not an incident that requires the National Guard. Um, in the event that we need additional resources, we will. Um, we work hand in glove and well with the um, state police. Uh, they were with us last night. Um, those additional resources are available. Uh, we're not going to spare resources <laughs> if we need them, but we want to make sure that we're prudent um, in the resources that we need. And again, no. We do not need federal troops in Chicago, period, full stop. I'm sure the president uh, will uh, have his way with this incident, but I've, I'm calling upon him to do the things that we do need. We need common sense gun, uh, gun control. We cannot continue to have circumstances where anybody and their brother can go off the, across the border or in other parts of Illinois and bring illegal guns into the city of Chicago. That is something that the federal government is uniquely qualified to handle, and we need the president to step up and do that. Butthole eyes full stop. Uh... We don't need federal troops in Chicago. Well, you know what happens when you say that? Hey, free game tonight. Let's hit the Walgreens and the Target and the, and the whatever stores. Let's loot them up. She's already said. Why, why do you do that? What do you, you say we're coming down with the hardest thing we can do on your stupid-ass criminal selves. We're going to mm -hmm. come down hard on you. Not, we don't need this. Okay. Whatever. Show the next video, Candice. A come. mob of looters tearing apart Chicago's famed Magnificent Mile. Oh, the police got their hands full tonight, don't they? <laughs> Breaking into dozens of businesses, <laughs> taking off with stolen merchandise. Fire assault, can I get another over here? Some 400 Chicago police officers are struggling to contain the scene, which erupted around midnight. Smaller businesses and even grocery stores targeted, too. This is where we live. This is our home. This is our front yard. And uh, it's upsetting. Well, don't, there you go. Don't call in the federal troops. You ever been on a magnificent mile? No. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's is beautiful. it still? No, but historically, <laughs> beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, I've shopped there, beaten there. I, I, the city of Chicago, aesthetically beautiful place, but I'm telling you, San there you go. See, see, too. see. That's that's what I want to talk. We'll talk more about this. We got to go to a break. Listen, if you notice your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, uh, losing your hair sucks. It's no fun, especially for you guys. So let's talk about some options. You can go to the doctor. You can get your hair loss treatment prescription. You can go to the pharmacy, and you're going to go broke because it's expensive stuff. Now, uh, you do all that just to avoid going bald, or I got a better solution for you. You try Keeps from the comfort of your own home. You're going to get the same doctor-recommended, FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps is going to offer you the generic versions for about half the cost. And one more thing you're going to love about Keeps, it's all online. You just answer a few questions, you snap a few pictures of your hair. A licensed doctor is going to review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's going to be shipped directly to your door. So why make unnecessary trips to the doctor 
and drugstore when you can do it all from your home. Don't get off the couch, folks. Let me get you started with a special deal. Go to Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash loss for 50% off your first order of Keeps Hair Loss Treatments. That's Keeps.com slash loss. Go there today. Yeah, Lori Lightfoot, man, I don't I don't know about that whole thing. I mean, she's she's it's all these mayors and these governors through all of this stuff, they're already proving themselves to be little despots, little dictators that we've seen over and over again with uh the COVID nineteen stuff, but Chicago's in a mess because we've always known about south side of Chicago and the problem that happens down there, but now it's kind of coming up into the gentrified areas mm-hmm. up there, you know, like the guy said, this is our home. This is where we live. Mm. That guy mm. had his mask all the way up to his eyeballs. Yeah, Did well, you that notice that? that? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're a little light and a little loafer. Anyway, uh, so that that's the whole thing, man. I, I don't, there's things I wanted to say, but I, I'm not going to say. Uh, Florida cops trying to handcuff an eight-year-old boy at elementary school. This is where we're at, folks. Hold me back. Uh, newly revealed body cam footage. Key West cops telling that little boy he's going to jail. Uh, show that video. It is tough to watch police body cam video of an officer trying to handcuff a crying eight-year-old reported oh special God. needs boy at Gerald Adams Elementary School in Key West. The handcuffs too big for the three foot five, 64 pound boy, but he's taken into custody nonetheless. Accused, according to the arrest report, of punching a teacher in the chest after being reprimanded for not sitting correctly in the cafeteria during lunch. Officers charging the eight year old with felony battery. You can see a school employee trying to comfort the boy before he's taken away to juvenile detention. This is very serious, okay? And I hate that you put me in this position. The video is from December of 2018, but it blew up on social media Monday after it was posted on the Twitter and Instagram account of Tallahassee civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump. Crump now representing the boy's mother in a federal lawsuit to be filed this week against the Key West Police Department and the Monroe County School District. I I bet he ain't hit a teacher since. (laughs) Steve Powell. I'm just. Common sense is dead. <laughs> it's just dead. Common sense is dead. I mean, come on. Uh, First of all, let's start with the teacher. Uh, Ladies, please, please. Get a grip. Please. I mean, do you need do you need to call the police? You're a teacher. Right. You know what eight year olds are gonna act like? Eight year olds? Yeah. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. They're going to do eight-year-old stuff. How much damage could he have done? Ass. He was tiny. I mean, my God. You know, but, you call the parents in. You say, look, here's a problem. We got to deal with this. Uh, here's some issues showing some violent behavior. 
And I know, goose for a bar, right? Seriously. You just gotta, you gotta take a deep breath on this. This is not and good it, for my and, blood and, pressure. And, and I mean, come on, police officers. Yeah, you tell me these guys couldn't have talked through this situation and been like, all right. And then the way he just said to the eight-year-old, I hate that you put me in this position. Like, yeah. oh, because the eight-year-old cold yeah. called the cops on himself. Well, I mean, you know, they get to choose their genders at that age these well, days. Sure they the might as well get in the house. whole full consequences of the law. All the all the schools. You don't put have me in this position in the as if it couldn't have been handled a different way by the school administration. <laughs> I miss oh Andy Griffith and, and Barney Fife. That's what I miss. You gotta nip it in the bud. I, you know it what? It just needs a good bud nipping. I don't say this often, but I hope that that family gets paid. Yeah. I hope that family gets Look, paid. Everybody knows we defend the police. We're 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 pro police around here. I mean, we we definitely are. But look, it's like I say in my live shows, are there bad cops? Yeah. Are there bad surgeons? Yeah. There's bad sex, but I don't give up on that, right? <laughs> uh, defund sex? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. Well, it's also the teachers are to blame, too. So, well, there's I, some bad you teachers. Take it back to the teacher. I mean, come on. <sighs> come on. Well, this and how, but it's not just the teacher, the administration, the too. Administration and the schools. The, right. the yeah. teachers are in a position, they can't yeah. do anything. The, the teacher reports uh, it. There's it's the no administration. I'm sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's not, you know, yeah. supposed to just ignore it. I don't know that you, you can't ignore that behavior. I don't know what the solution I, is, but. It's not that. I know. I mean, my boy would never do that because he's a good boy. But, oh, Lord help you if you ever do something like that to my kid. I am not coming off the ceiling. Now, if, if, now if, you're, if your boy hit a teacher, how would you handle that as a parent? I mean, he that would be something to handle at home, but he certainly but should I not mean, be handcuffed. Okay, what would that step be at home, though? You're not allowed to ask her that question. I, I, no, oh, I, no, I'll give I've, you my honest answer. My honest answer is I absolutely have no idea because I've already know I've I've already raised a boy who I know. I mean, we've never I mean, been in that position. What if this not even is close. the tenth time he hit that teacher? We don't have enough details to make. What would you do? He's a special <laughs> needs child. Yeah. So, yeah. so your recommendation for a child that hits is to hit the child. Yeah, probably so. That's Beat not that mine. Ass. That's not mine. Oh, time, we don't, put them in a timeout. Look at the society today. I, I know we've that been putting I, them in timeout for the last fifteen years, and look at it. I know that Chad disagrees with me on this. I'm sure you do too. Maybe and I, do, I think maybe I don't. I think it's dependent on the child and the dependent type of personality the that they have. But we don't, we don't spank at my house. I have a, I've had out of the children. They're, they're children that uh, I spanked once in my life, mm-hmm. and that's all they ever needed it. their entire life. Yeah, ours yeah. same way. Uh, One, you can then there's them. others that have never been spanked, and then there are some that uh, there's one that you could beat the beat the ever living daylights out of him. It ain't and gonna it make no change. difference, right? That wasn't what we what. have. There's a video that we don't know all the details on. I don't care what the details are. I am comfortable saying that there is absolutely no reason that a special needs child should have handcuffs put on him and an officer speak to him that way. Zero. I don't care what the context is. Zero. I mean, unless that child brought a weapon to school or a gun to school or something like that, then that's another story. And even then you detain them. But even then, do I need to subdue an eight-year-old with (laughs) handcuffs? I mean, that's kind of... Let's show, let's show Trumpy Trump being not rattled. Come on, Candice. Look at Trumpy Trump. Trump Looks like they're Trump. just about going to be topping records, hopefully soon. Excuse me? Look at Trump's hair. on point. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. He gives zero. 
Oh, I love him. He walks off. So the guy, apparently there was no gun on the guy. The guy charged the Secret Service and then did a drawing motion and then went into a shooting position. And so they shot him. They shot him in the torso, but he never, they never, there was no gun discovered on the person. Did he have a death wish? Apparently. Suicide by cop kind of thing. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, they're like, uh, and then, you know, we watched, we were listening to that thing and, and, and they're asking, so, so, you know, they're asking him all these questions. So what color eyes did the, uh, I mean, it's so stupid. Reporters these days are stupid. Do we know what caliber gun he was holding? Um, were there shell casings on the ground? Um, and this was how many minutes after was it he happened? wearing a hat? <laughs> uh, did his hat have any form of political paraphernalia or logos on it? Um, did, had he was, been at the Trump rally in Tulsa? <laughs> uh, was he arrested? Uh, do you as really an believe <laughs> that your face should be on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> I mean, they're asking these stupid asinine questions, and Trump's, you know, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know the virus from China. <laughs> oh, Trump, he said that uh, him and Xi Jinping. They're not on talking terms anymore. Uh-oh. Trump said, he said, I'm pissed. They're broken up. He did. He said, where? He said, I got to admit, our relationship's not so great right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love Trump when he trumps. I love Trump when he trumps, baby. We'll be right back. I'm living in a madhouse around here. <laughs> a madhouse, I'm telling you. We go to break. It's instant for you guys or maybe a commercial break. I got to deal with 15 minutes of party foul. Steve and Sarah arguing over who gives beat. Uh, I'm going to take you out of church. I'm going to take you out of church. <laughs> now, you know, church, it's illegal right now. You can't do that. By God, you can have it at the Walmart. Y'all take a look. See, that's what we need more of in our world right there. More yes. of that. Just have some just some flash mob church breakout. I love that. Folks, go out and start singing. Go out and start singing wherever you are. Why not? Mm, Why not? I love that. I do too. Hey, we're going to be in Port Charlotte, Port Charlotte, Florida this weekend. Thursday night, we got a show. Friday night, we got a show. Saturday night, got two shows. Uh, then we're headed out to Casper, Wyoming on the 20th, and then Billy Bob's Texas, Fort Worth on the 23rd. Uh, there in Fort Worth. So come out and see us this week. If you're in Florida, make the drive. Come on over. Hang out with us in Port Charlotte. We're going to be there at the Comedy Club and having a good time. Having a good time. There's some tickets left for the late show I know on Saturday night. Uh, might be some left on, there might be a few left on the other nights, but uh, I know one of the shows is sold out. But just check. Go to watchchad.com. It's where all the fun stuff is. You might find something new there that's uh, interesting for you if you just check it out. Go to blaze.com. 
Uh, I'm sorry, shop.blazemedia.com slash Chad. Go to shop.blazemedia.com. Get your new fact pack shirt. Get your uh, Party Time Mom mugs and all that stuff. Party Foundation, Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Y'all at a truce? Y'all okay? All right. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay. Man, great. Awesome. <laughs> Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, a puppet master, Mark. Man, howdy, man. I hope everybody has a happy hump day and comes back to see us again tomorrow night, Thursday, a brand new episode of the Chad Brady Show. We love you. God bless. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>